weekly for the Shay K Show. We're going to hang out in the 502, but we're going to introduce you to our global community. But our goal, our purpose is to always get to the truth of the matter. All right, guys, it's Shay K, and you are listening to the Shay K Show. Now, this is our first episode, and when I tell you, well, a girl's feeling some type of way, a girl is feeling some type of way. Today's show is entitled Women in Power, The Backstory. And the reason I decided to do the backstory was, well, everyone has a backstory. I'm a strong believer that everyone is pushed by whatever's happened to them in life to do whatever it is they do from day to day. And the two women that are joining me, well, I consider them personal friends, business associates, and I super, super, super duper support them because they do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Now, most people know, and if you don't, you're going to learn today, my favorite quote is Milton Hershey's, do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Hence, that statement I just made. These ladies do that. They embody it. They, um, well, that's just who they are. So, joining me today are, I'm just going to go around the table, bam, Miss LaToya Cook Bradley, who is the owner of Brew and Sip, which has two locations. And the reason I have her here today is she had a vision. She had a dream, and she took the leap. And she's gone from one location to two locations. And it's more than just a coffee shop. It's more than just a coffee bar. It's a vision. It's a mission. It's her her way to change the world. And then also joining me is a lady who cuts up. She was cutting up all, she's been in here five minutes. She's been cutting up, but she's my my favorite political candidate. Miss, do we want to call you a, what, future judge? What what you want me to say? Okay. The one and the only future judicial boss, Tracy Davis. All right, these two ladies, they each have a backstory that's phenomenal. And, of course, they need to give it to you because I can't give it to you with the passion that they possess. So we're going to start with LaToya. Uh, introduce yourself a little. Tell us two minutes or less your well, your why, why you do what you do. Wow. LaToya Cook Bradley, chef and owner of Brew and Sip Coffee Bar and flavorful catering events and more. So we pivoted our catering company into a coffee bar so that black and brown people would have a safe space to communicate and have those awful conversations that everybody else thinks that are awful that we actually need to have. So now we have these two wonderful spaces and you can come in and you can work, have conversations, meetings or whatever else you need to do. We do a little praise and worship and a little dance and jig. So come by and see us at either location. And yes, the dancing jig, you might catch me there on a Tuesday doing my own little offbeat dance. I don't know. But I will tell you this. Please make sure you follow her on social media. It is a space that you want to be in. It's a positive vibe. And I strongly believe we live in a world with so much negativity that we must. We are required. We are commanded by a higher power to support and amplify the good. And uh, Bruin Sip is definitely a part of the good. Now, this next lady. Look. No further introduction. How you want? I feel like I need to bring you up like the Grammys. Because you just, you just been on a press run. Miss Tracy, tell us a little bit about yourself and definitely the why of your why. Well, I mean, I guess it's twofold. Um, I am a um, resident of Jefferson County, you know, born and raised here, uh, educated here. My kids, you know, raised them here. Um, so if you look at the different facets or roles that I play, you know, it, it, my why is different, right? So, you know, I practiced law. Um, I was a volunteer attorney, right? I probably did 300 or more uh, pro bono cases during the protests. Um, And I didn't start with the protest cases doing pro bono cases. I've done them since, you know, I started practicing um, and passed the bar. Um, And so, you know, I've always wanted to be a lawyer. And I became a lawyer because I wanted people to have a voice. Right. I wanted there to be an avenue for them to be able to advocate for themselves. And we all know that if you're going to advocate and fight, you have to have the right tools to do so. Right. You can't come go to a gunfight with a knife Man. right, or with a, with a fork. Right. And so the biggest thing is, is when you are fighting the legal system, when you are fighting the justice system, when you are advocating, the one thing that you need is your words. Right. And so I use words. Words are my weapons. Right. Um, and so I wanted people that did not have a voice, the voiceless, to have a voice. And so if you look further into that, my running for judge, right, uh, it's that next step. It's that next leap, right? You always want to look forward. And so 
what we lacked and what I found myself doing over and over again when I would pound the, the, the law and I would pound the facts and I would argue and, and beg and plead, right, um, in the court system was I needed an ear that would hear what it was that I had to say. And so I believe that the people that I fight for, the people that I represent, the ones who come from where I come from and want what I want and have lived the lives that I've led, you know, that they need an ear that is willing to hear, right? Not just listen, right, to a certain extent, but actually hear what they have to say. You will accept anything. Like when you call customer service, and they tell you, yeah, but no, baby, we're not going to give you your money back. Or, no, you, but you can't do it that way, Miss Davis, right? <laughs> if you hear me out, mm-hmm. if you listen, if you acknowledge, right, who I am, if you acknowledge the space that I occupy and then tell me yay or nay, I can walk away knowing that it's okay and I did everything that I could for that outcome. And I believe that that is what we're asking for. That is what we need and that is what we demand to be able to see when we look at our representatives and when we look at who is on the bench making decisions for our lives. So that's my why. All right. Well, I will say this. You have been ferocious in your attack of getting the vote, being heard, advocating for those who often go unheard, which you know is a big thing with me, because when we think about society, there are more of us that are unheard than not. So that portion of the community, well, I'm sure they appreciate you. All right. All right. So, ladies, I want to do something that's a little... A little off the, the beat. Okay. You all, these ladies have been on a serious press run. Both of them have done interviews, television, magazines, but they've all been pretty serious. So I said, let's, and because I know them personally too, I said, let's do something fun. And so we have a series of questions that are created for you guys to get some insight, to see who they are and how they think, but also to have some fun. And I have no idea what the answers are going to be, so I'm sure I'll be surprised. And I don't know if I'm going to include myself in these rounds of questions. I guess I should because that's what everybody said when I took a poll of my team. But I am excited to get to know these ladies and get to the truth of the matter. So here's our first question. (laughs) People start, listen, y'all, they started pulling out the phones. The search is real. The Google is real. All right, so this first question is, describe your journey so far right now to this day using a song title Latoya since we've been going with you first wow <laughs> well, I don't have just one song title okay. so I go from one genre to another this morning um, June was a hell of a month mm-hmm. and uh I think I put a Facebook status up yesterday I'm actually taking July off from any meetings so this morning I walked into the shop and I was listening to Leandria Johnson um, so it was all gospel for me today. But normally it's Good Morning Gorgeous when I get up and he hates that song. But that's where we go in the morning. And then it's Let's Crump Something and Get Real Hard while we're going down 65. That's right. Getting downtown from Shepherdsville Road. So it just depends. Um, I like, you know, I like me some hood ratchet rap. Yep. And uh, so Good Morning Gorgeous wakes me up and then we figure out where we need to go from there. Okay. But that's the flow of life. You know, that's that it. ebb and flow. You got it. Yeah, you got to so, ebb and flow. Soundtrack can't change. All the time. Yeah. We never know. We don't know what's going to happen next 30 minutes. <laughs> we might be in here screaming, uh, Master P. Oh, hey. na, 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 na. You know it. All right, Tracy. What's your song or songs? Um, She's thinking hard, well, too, y'all. I know. I thought about this for a long time. So my dad is a musician. Okay. okay. And he has played music my whole life. So I grew up listening to all kinds of music genre, you know, country, pop, R&B, you know, like I, if somebody's playing the spoons, I can get with that and listen to it. So I don't really have, um, like I thought about that. I asked you all before that, what, what would the melody of my life be? What would it be? Um, and like, like, like she said, you know, it changes. But I think this one, time is snatched. Okay. Know? And not because <laughs> I, I know what the words actually mean. You know, because I'm hip. A little bit. If you ask my kids, I'm not. <laughs> but I think it's about snatch. And what it means to me is you snatching and taking what is yours. Yeah. Right? You're taking what belongs to you. It's not stealing. It's not, you know, misappropriating. It's not envying and, and, and being in somebody else's or taking what somebody else would have. But it's okay to snatch. And, you know, what is I like yours? That, Ms. Tracy, yeah. whole right? Life. So I would say that, that I'm in my snatch season. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. hashtag snatch season. Snatch season. Yeah, you, know. yeah. you heard it here first, yeah. darlings. Miss <laughs> Tracy Davis has coined the phrase hashtag snatch <laughs> season. That, you know what? I That's like it. Hashtag. Yes. I like that one. Use yeah. that and make sure you give her credit for it. Put it on a t shirt. I buy one. Right. Snatch right. season. 
Edible. But you know, it's it's interesting to hear both of your your your, your music wise. It still goes to show being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. a visionary, somebody who is out here not only fighting for justice but really trying to make sure that there's fair representation on the bench. Yeah, it's gonna be an ebb and a flow. Mm. The, the soundtrack's gonna change because life changes, the city changes, the vibe changes at all times, and you gotta be ready at any given time. Whether it's coming at you with some some low down hood music or, or some country, and then you're gonna end it with the gospel because you need Jesus to make it on through. And if I and and I had to think because when I was crafting the question, a friend of mine, shout out to Roddy Pitts for saying, "Well, what's your soundtrack?" And I was like, "Oh, let me think about it." And I honestly have to say that if I really want to say where I am now, Mary Mary's I can't give up now mm-hmm. has been over the last few weeks. I'm at a point where I know I can't give up now. It's mm-hmm. been some some rough roads and tough roads, but I can't give up because I see what's over the horizon. So, you know, it's been motivating me. Now, you can get in the car with me. We probably, because when I got here, I was listening to Scared Money Don't Make No Money because I also had to hype myself up. So the soundtrack of my day always changes, and I have people to get in my car and just side-eye me. You ride how I'm riding it. <laughs> All right, so we got another question. And when I crafted this one, uh, I was having some conversation. And I said, you know what? I want to ask these ladies this because I've, I've had conversations with both of you. And I know there's some, some things you've been trying to do. So I want to talk about your industries. And each of you are in a different industry. But what two things would you change in your industry and why? Let's start with Tracy first this time. Oh, God. Just two? Let's see. So, <laughs> no. So, um, I I know that a lot is going on right now with regard to the Supreme Court and with regard to some decisions that are being made. And unfortunately, as much as I would like to speak on that, um, because of the fact that something like that may come before me in the court, I can't be biased in that. And, and what I will tell you is that regardless of what my personal feelings are, the law is the law, right? And unless something is um, unconstitutional or unjust or will require, you know, judicial discretion. Um, I believe that you, you you look at the law, you uphold the law, and, and you apply that, okay? Um, so we're going to avoid any of that. So, But what I will say is we talk a lot about access to justice, right? We talk a lot about um, uh, barriers. And I think that the one of the things is, is that we're human, right? Regardless of that, even corporations, oh, it's corporate. No, no, they're human beings that are making these decisions. And so... When it comes to accessibility, what I would change is I think that we it's 2022. Zoom is a thing, right? Emails that could have been, you know, a phone call or a text message or a meeting that could have been that, right? We have to learn how to do things expeditiously. What I see, I see the pros and the cons of both sides of moving forward in technology because things are hard and we do have to change the way that we do them. But I also see um, people that, you know, are, are um, oppressed, people that are out here struggling, trying to work, people that don't have good benefits to get occurrences and have to take off work, have babysitters, catch three buses, and if it's late, things like that. I think that allowing more uh, flexibility with regard to Zoom court, right, is definitely a thing when I can have um, some litigants come before me and instead of them missing a whole day of work and just sitting there, they can be on the Zoom and when we call their case, walk out and take a 15-minute break, go before the judge, you know, for – five minutes because that's most of the time what it is pre-trial or whatever whether it be criminal or civil and, and and let me be clear before my attorney friends and everyone else and pundits jump down my throat I don't mean a critical case like a like something that will require you know someone to be locked up or taken into custody or something that's pivotal right um n- nothing like that but things that are simple there's no we, we we can't continue to say we want you to have a job why aren't you working why aren't you paying why aren't you doing this and then we ourselves are the reason that they can't because, oh, you know, I decided that I have court. This happened. The prosecutor had this. They don't have this. Whatever the issues are, now this person has to go back to work and, and have another court date. So I, I think, you know, DV victims that don't want to face people, uh, you know, you got a paternity case and, and, and you know, this one want to bring the mama, the granny, the daddy, the, the baby mama, the baby mama's best friend, right? Those things are unnecessary. And I think that Zoom really helps with that. I think we need to learn how to embrace that and use technology to our benefit. Okay, Um, keep costs down and keep people employed. Right. Um, The second thing that I would say that I would change is we have a lot of lawyers that have drug issues and and alcoholism and, and people in general, because that's the way to cope. I think that we need to remember that litigants and 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 attorneys are human. Right. Um, You know, people who have actually practiced law. And when I say practice, uh, no disrespect, but who are in the courtrooms, 
who are who have clients who you know those that are in private practice those that are actually drafting and filing motions those that are getting discovery those that have to explain things those that have issues and raise children and and, and have you know uh, deal with anxiety depression mental health uh, you know uh, diabetes uh, aging parents right we're human right um, if you have to juggle that I think that we need to remember that. I think that we need to think about that when we look at these rules that we have and these deadlines that we have, right? Uh, nowadays, you used to write a, you know, you used to write a letter, and it would take two or three days to get there, and you had time for it to get back, and you didn't have the volume that you have. Now, I'm getting a text message, an email, a voicemail, a Facebook in request, you know, all these different ways um, of, of contact and communication, and you just you can't answer them all. You can't do it all. But I think that we have a lot of expectations of perfection within um this profession um i think that um you know we just need to sometimes back up and slow down and say okay let's look at this and how does this work what can we do to change this so that attorneys can have work-life balance so that litigants can have access so that people aren't being hurt by the processes that are supposed to help them right um i think that we need to look at that and make a new approach i know that we're requiring e-filing with foreclosures and credit card things and different stuff like that um, but I think that, that that's the biggest thing. I see so many of us are burnt out. So many of us keep going. Um, you don't know every day how many people I talk off the ledge. You don't know how many times I have just sat in a room and been like, you know, I give all my life and all my time fighting for everyone else. And at the end of the day, I don't have anything else to give, right? At the end of the day, when my daughter or my sister calls me with their problem, I'm like, girl, I, nope, don't give me that. <laughs> you can get my energies off. I got to refill and rebuild. Let me go meditate, you know. But it's do we have time for that, mm-hmm. right? And I think that when we talk about self-love and self-care, you know, if you, if, if, if you dated someone or you were married to someone who treated you like you treat you, ooh, would you be with them, ooh. right? <laughs> And so that goes even into, and that's what we talk about as being an attorney. It's like you fight for everybody. Who's fighting for you? Who's fighting for you to be okay, for you to have family time, for you to take a vacation? We go out here and make all this money for our kids to spend it, our spouses to spend it, our cousins to leave it. And it's like that is not what God called you for. That is not what your parents dreamed of when you were in their belly. It's to live life of abundance. And so I think that we need to take that back to our system. I don't know, I Look you starting over here. I preach it to myself. Okay, what but you that, all but can't that see is, you is know. Latoya's husband is looking at her very intently <laughs> off what Tracy. I just need to narrate this like Morgan Freeman. What is happening here on this green earth is that Mr. Bradley is looking at Mrs. Bradley very intently because Trace, you're speaking to me too. That self care bit. Honey, but that's what I just I'm told you myself. Today. So, like, literally, when I looked at my June mm. and I look at my month ahead all the time, but it was just kind of crazy. Um, and I said, I'm not taking anything for July. We had two people coming to shop today. I want an appointment. I said, well, you're looking at August 1st. Mm-hmm. Like, I need some time just to replenish because everything they hit. And June was just one of the months that just kept on and kept on and kept on. So I see you, just so you know, <laughs> and everybody else knows that I see him. Yeah. But he got 30 days, and we back at it in August. But that was, I mean, so. just... It's real though, and 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 it really speaks also to your why, mm-hmm. because I wanted people to realize just how much both of you give of yourselves yeah. to what you're doing, and a lot of times on the outside, everyone's oh she's in there just slinging coffee, <laughs> oh she's just you know getting a vote. No, it's you're giving your blood, sweat, tears, yeah. and a portion of your life, your soul, your spirit to yeah. what you do for others to enhance. Not just our community, and I always say our global community because I believe our steps are always bigger than just our neighborhood, Absolutely. just our city. You never know who's watching. True. And even, you know, we never know who's going to listen to this and, and hear what you say. So I definitely appreciate your perspective, and I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to hear yours, especially after that look. <clears throat> it's funny because I'm going to piggyback off what Ms. Tracy okay. said. Um, my first one is that entrepreneurs and business owners are humans, too. So give us some grace absolutely. because we don't give ourselves enough grace trying to make sure those Google reviews and Facebook reviews and people aren't blasting you on social media. But also, if you're a business owner, make sure you handle your business. Absolutely. So um, because as a small business owner, business owner and going to the next step and realizing that you have to leave some people behind, that is some of the hardest decisions that you have to make. And I don't think people realize it because sometimes you aren't big enough at your small business to take care of the person that's been building with you. And when you get to that next level, you say, well, I can't work with you no more. It's not personal. It's business. Mm -hmm. And when I say communicate, I mean communicate. So a lot of people don't understand that. Um, I'm a transplant into Louisville. So my conversations are different. Um, I'm like, 
it is. I'm not in this clique. I do what I want to do. I move around. Uh, I ask you to work for me. I ask you to do this for me. Um, but I'm paying and I'm doing what I need to do. So if you keep the lines of communication open, we, we okay. If you can don't keep the lines of communication open, then it's a problem. So give yourself some grace at all times. Um, everybody knows anchors are my thing. And so everybody says, you know, what is the anchor about? I have a tattoo that says I wasn't built to break. You have to stay anchored. My coaching company is called Get Anchored. Um, and people need to realize if you don't have some kind of grounding, you're not going to make it anywhere at any given time. So give us some grace. Um, my second thing in my industry is actually coffee and women. <laughs> so women are not in coffee. I am in a field. I'm a black woman in coffee. Uh, so major, I, we just went to the coffee fest and we could really count the handfuls of people that were there. We were amazed that they had a conversation. The first conversation of the day on Friday was black people in black coffee. And it was a room full of folks and it wasn't all us. It looked like us, but it was a lot of allies in that room. And it's a lot of people that's trying to break into the coffee game. Um, Everybody wants to collaborate until your ego get in the way and then you don't want to collaborate. So if you really want to collaborate, come holler at Brew and Sip um, because we're going to another level. Remember the number is seven and that's where we're going. So we're changing some things. Okay. <laughs> and it, it's, it's funny how similar. Yeah. Even being in two different industries, you've got the legal and political field. Mm -hmm. You've got the, the beverage industry, the coffee industry, which I'm very familiar with, which a lot of folks don't know. The, the beverage industry is cut throat. throat. <laughs> I'm talking pirates yeah. of Penzam. Got a sword, walked a plank. It, it's something else. I did three years in it. and I, I did three years. Sound like a prison. Like, look, like look, a prison I did three years in the beverage industry. It was the and hardest three years. People want to know that literally. And like when people, it's really interesting, like the conversations that people didn't want to have. Even when I... Mm first was attempting to get a coffee roaster and it, it's so funny that he's not talking about this and I know you'll bring us back to talk about this but um the people that I reached out to and the people that told my story when I was sitting down having conversations and why NDA became a regular conversation for us because I'm like when I was asking you to roast coffee for me and you didn't but then you said you was gonna do exactly what I was gonna do and you still didn't do it it's a cutthroat, like life. And I'm like, I'm going to call you on it, but I'm doing it. Like, I'm willing to give you the sauce, but you got to have a recipe yourself. Ooh, like, that's right. <laughs> I'm snapping. Y'all can't see it, but I'm snapping. I was over here like, mm -hmm. yes. And it's interesting because, you know, my, my industry is entertainment. So I will answer the questions. It's, you know, shout out to Rodney Pitts again. You told me I better answer these questions. For me, two things. One, I would change for entertainers, no matter what part of the stage you're on what part of entertainment you're on please please know it's a business my favorite jay-z quote lyrics he said i'm a businessman but i'm a business man and i tell you it's business 10 percent is that talent what you do on stage whether you're a dj on the mic like me whatever but the other it's business handle business please structure your business think business contracts non-disclosure agreements, non-compete, all of that, get a legal team, all of that is important because it is business and you can find yourself on the wrong end of business if you don't handle your business. And the quote I'm going to give y'all is, in order to grow your business, you need to be in your business. Little old lady told me that years ago. And when I tell you she was so right, she was so right. And the other thing in my industry I would change is the respect. I am a respecter of talent. I am a respecter of everyone who is on the show. I don't care what your role is, whether you put an ice in my cup, whether you are the person who, who puts the toilet paper roll. I don't care. Without any of us, your shows, your events, your, your movies, they don't happen. So I would change the level of respect that is shown towards entertainers. Often, if you're not the biggest name on the flyer, other folks don't respect you. But please believe in order to be the biggest name on the flyer, well, you got to have others on the flyer or else you just on a postcard of yourself. So please respect each other. So that's my thoughts on entertainment. I, if I stepped on some of y'all's toes, y'all be all right. Y'all see me. Can I'll be I, out this weekend hosting. Can I ask y'all a follow-up? Sure. I, I, let me, I'm being me now, okay? <laughs> so I, I, I heard what you said. You talked about professionalism. Mm. You talked about, um, you know, uh, paying and doing this communication and being direct. You talked about respect. You talked about contracts, this, this, this. this. Legal's everywhere, and that's not where I'm going with this. But from my perspective as a entrepreneur, and I'm going to be real, whether y'all like it or not, because that's just me. I don't know no other way to be. I, but I love you, Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. It was not I love you, Louisville. The good, it came before. The good, the bad, and, 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 and the different, you know. But 
It's the people want professionalism when it's convenient. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they want to hook up when it's not. Yes. And what I have found mm. is that you pay for what you get. Yes, Lord. If, if I'm giving you a discount, then you're going to get a discounted amount of my time because I can't discredit those who are paying full price and doing what they're supposed to do. I hope cook you up. But if you're giving me bronze money, not that I'm not going to bring my A game. Now, don't don't get it twisted now. I'm a fight. But I'm just saying that if 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 – if you want the 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 watered down fifty dollar wedding cake, you're not getting the 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 you know mm. the best of the best. The hooks line, you're gonna get a little icing, a little, little you know a little sprinkling, a little shroom shroom shroom, and that's it, right? And so the thing that I have found is is that the more and, more, and you try to guide people because you don't want to be disrespectful, right? And you love on people, but everybody's hey girlfriend, hey sis, mm -hmm. hey this, and Ooh. it's like I had to learn, right? Because I was very ill the last month and a half. I'm gonna keep it real. But I had to learn that if I wouldn't call you with a hey sis or a hey brother, then I don't owe you anything. And that is so hard for us as minorities. Yes, Lord. That is so hard for us as women mm -hmm. to not take on the world. And as entrepreneurs, because you want to help everybody. And then you're shady if you don't. And this, and that. But they want, mm -hmm. I'm going to keep texting you. Please email my office. Because mm -hmm. if something happens to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Then my office is going to go in and people are going to pick up the the, 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 the orders for your mm -hmm. coffee and this, that, and the third. And they're going to pick up on whatever you have that's documented on what you're doing with your uh, with, with your roles and your, your places that you have to go. Right. So if it's all in my cell phone, nobody's going to have that. If I'm laid out, you know, uh, unconscious getting surgery. Right. Because I am my business. You are your business. You are your business and your brand. You know, but the thing that gets me is, is that then you bought that. Like the, what is that break even? What is that line? Because when something goes wrong and then I'm in there being professional and blah, 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 doing it the right way, you get better service. Mm -hmm. Right. But it, it's the, it's the juggle. And so it's like, like you said about grace, we have to give ourselves grace and realize sometimes our money's not good money. Even if it's your friend's money. Yeah. Wow. Well. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, because that's the thing. Right? Um, but that's hard. And if we can just touch just, because I know I see stuff on Facebook, IG, and you got to do this and that, and I'm going to snap back, and if you know your worth, and I get all that. But what we have to do is realize that we have to handle our business the right way. You don't mm. call your doctor when your child got a fever of 200 degrees and expect him to answer the phone at midnight or for him to tell you what to do. But you expect for... The person at the coffee shop that mm -hmm. you done called when you could have just Googled her phone number mm -hmm. and, and left a message on her business line or sent the email. But you won't keep telling your mama to call and texting and all this <laughs> and then get mad or the phone call. Hey, call me when you get a chance. You ain't call me. I ain't got a chance. There you go. Well, <laughs> that's it. Right I mean, right. you know, that needs call, to shirt too, call me when chance. you get a minute. Hey, sis, don't hit me one. back. Okay. But that's the thing. If you don't tell me the urgency, then I don't know the, the priority. And right. so I'm going to get to it when yeah, I can. Yeah. ASAP means as soon as possible. Not right this second. Right. It's not possible. So I think that that's one of the things that we need to touch on and giving ourselves grace. Mm. And we have got to stop being a council culture against Ooh. ourselves. Because we will dismiss you, diss you, post your stuff on Facebook in a heartbeat. And then and Walmart, Target, everybody else mm -hmm. is just dogging you, not returning your stuff, telling you, yeah, they stole. You know, and I'm not knocking because, you know, Walmart and Target and all of them. It was my... Those is my spots. I, but I'm just saying, why is it that our expectation of our own is so much higher and we're so much more critical? We make it harder for ourselves. Well, I think it's, it's right? simple. You touched on it. You know, we talk about giving ourselves grace. We are not a culture. We are not a people that have been conditioned to give my brother, my sister, grace. We don't, we don't operate in that grace. If you make me mad, if my coffee got one minute too long, now you the worst in the world. I'm talking about you. I'm taking a picture with your coffee with the middle finger up, with a soundtrack. Uh, tagging uh, uh, What is that? Uh, what is that? Uh, uh, tear the club up. Just something crazy. All because it was one minute. We are not conditioned to give each other grace. We'll give grace to everybody else, but we mm. won't give grace. Because here's the thing. If people aren't giving grace to themselves, they sure can't give it to nobody else because they don't even know how to function in that. And, and then the sad part is being an entrepreneur, we've all endured this. I've had conversations with you all. People want us to be, oh, the top of the mountain for them. But they will not give us the same respect, the same courtesy, the same love that they require us to give them. Mm -hmm. And so the breaking point, because you 
talk what's what's that breaking point? I'm gonna tell you my breaking point was being in the hospital for exhaustion and not knowing if I was coming or going. And my breaking point was I can't keep giving to everybody else. There's no more of me left to give. I'm gone. I'm just a shell right now. And I had to really have those self conversations. And I talk about that often. And had the conversation with myself. Look, don't do this, don't do it, and just start carving things out, flicking things away. And then I became, you know, the B I T C H because when you call me, I'm like, I don't I don't do meetings. I don't take my but I stick to that. But then I have to work on being comfortable with myself so that when I make other folks a little upset because I didn't do what they wanted, when they wanted, then I'm okay with that and that I could keep walking forward. But that, it required me to remove myself from a cultural situation because it wasn't working with, with folks around me who looked like me and knew me, like, why do you want to be like that? Why are you saying no? I had to remove myself and isolate and work on that. And it's sad because culturally, we don't get that, we don't get that support. So you got to self-support. And that, it takes a lot. So, I mean, I, and, and I know how hard both of you work. I know how hard I work. I, and that's why I wanted to do this. You're women in power, but there's a backstory. But your backstory is what drives you to go past and, and weed through all that, through the mistreatment, through the disrespect, through the, the disrespect in your industry, people not valuing your talent or what you do, people thinking you should only get pennies on the dollar for million-dollar work, who think you should answer your phone at 4 o'clock in the morning because I think my baby's daddy might go to jail. Well, he, might he ain't even there. <laughs> he in the taxi. He's over here at one of the clubs. I just saw him. You know, because they think, but they think your time isn't as viable as your counterpart, as your peers of a different race, a different color, different persuasion. It's the same thing. They want to come in your coffee shop and they expect, um, well, they want you to grovel and plead and then they want the coffee for a dollar. Meanwhile, she got to drive the Lexington and the poor husband has to drive. But I, I got to take his side because he puts a sign up for me every Tuesday. So I got to take his side. But they drive the Lexington. Ro- they roast their beans themselves. But y'all will go in, into these corporate stores and let them sling it, misspell your name, treat you wrong, and go back every day. But Lord forbid, your name is June and somebody leave off an E or, or your name is, is, is Betty and they spell it I-E and not Y and now she's mad at y'all for the rest of her life. I mean, just crazy stuff. Instead of just saying, this is some good coffee, I got good service and I kept it moving. Yeah. So I um, said grace and boundaries. Oh, yes. So the boundaries in. While we're giving ourselves grace and y'all give us a little bit of grace, we set up boundaries about two years ago. I had a good admin and she said we got to put some boundaries out because running the catering company and pivoting over to the coffee shop people was just able to call me because right. my cell phone was my business line right. so we start putting boundaries up and you need to call me between eight and five mm. and then i stopped answering text messages emails and all that um my wonderful husband was still new to me so he was like oh your phone's ringing to the clock at night why is your phone ringing so now he said, oh, well, yeah, it's time to get that second line back because I'm tired of that phone ringing. Mm-hmm. And we have shop, both our shops have phones, and people still will call. Mm-hmm. And what I do to them now when they call me at 10 o'clock because that phone ain't on Do Not Disturb no more, I call you at 4 a.m. Good morning. How you doing? <laughs> it's the payback. You call me about catering? Um, I'm just wondering. Did you need some coffee today? <laughs> oh, we do 24-hour notice. And now it's a late fee when you inconvenience me. Mm-hmm. So... I'm going to hit your pocket because you inconvenienced me, but you think you, you, you can't, like, we can't give you anymore. Food costs how much? We had somebody yesterday. Oh, it was good, too. Somebody yesterday called us about doing a catering. Was there a discount in that? Mm, it is because it's 19 days, and that's cool. She said, well, I think that's still high. No problem. Go somewhere else. You'll be back is what I said out loud. Called him and said she'll call back. Before the end of the day, she was calling me back. I know exactly where my price margin is. Mm-hmm. Oh, you need to pay me how much? Thank you very much. Don't send that check. Because you got to respect it. That's like, right. food costs how much? And I wouldn't charge you a delivery fee because it's within 100 feet of me. So I was giving you some grace, but you're going to respect my boundaries too. Absolutely. So that's major for us Absolutely. now. And we just, and we do. Like, when we shut down, we like, this is what we do. We'll look at you through the window now. We used to open it. I'll let you let you in. Now I'll be like, what's well, three o'clock? We close. So and you have to, mm-hmm. you know, they all say you train people how to treat you. Mm-hmm. That's you in, in your major. industry. You train your consumer. You train your your counterparts. You you train your partners. You train everybody because, but that's something we're not told 
that it's okay not to do. Taught. It's yeah. so much stuff that we're not taught. And that's what I tell people. No matter how many cohorts you do, how many classes you go through, we haven't been taught. And everybody wants to jump on this. Oh, I'm a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. You jumping on the bandwagon, but respect the game. Mm-hmm. And you better learn it. Because mm-hmm. when somebody pull your card and you need Miss Tracy to come back with your attorney. Because, see, I'm not telling you what I'm doing behind the scenes. There's a lot of stuff that the Bradleys don't say. Well, you're going to get a piece of paper in the mail. There you and go. then you holler at me. And when you when you realize you got to respect it, you respect it. Mm-hmm. So we, we just don't talk no more. Like, we literally just be like, okay, mm-hmm. no problem. Well, Next. you don't have the time to waste. Not at all. Your time, I said this other day on social media. I've said it the last few days. I literally talked about it. Today's conference call, I said time is our most precious commodity. It is. And I now realize that being 47, I'll be 48 in October, but having been very sick, I'm going through some things. Mm-hmm. It's the most precious commodity. I don't have that much to say. And I can't wait. Just well, talked you about that being sick. Yeah, you guys both just talked about being sick, and I had. I mean, like literally, I haven't gotten sick, thank God. Um, but then I'm like, let me back up because it's it's us when it is. Um, it's it's a choice thing for us, but at the same time, like, okay, well, we get up at three thirty in the morning and we go all day, and when you get done, like you said, when you go home, who's there to say? Yeah. Oh, I'm tired too. You know, mm-hmm. I know me and Shay K talked about going to dinner and you can't even have a private meal because people are, oh, that's a, oh. if you come in the coffee shop and you own a business, I won't even bother you. I'm going to speak to you and I'm going to let you do what you do because I feel like that's your time, your moment to have your coffee, do whatever meeting you're doing. Now, if you call me and say, hey, Toy, I want to talk to you, that's a completely different conversation. Right. But I'm not just leading this conversation. People really trip off of that, and I tell them why I do it. But it's a moment for you to have with whoever you're having it with. Mm-hmm. I will say this, that it's good to choose two things, because you spoke on it. Um, you know, I know everybody, right? That's I, the worst. Honey, I will sit there and be like, hello, Mr. Bottle Water. How are you? How are you doing? <laughs> you look very nice, Mr. Bottle Water. Hey, Mr. Rock, right? I tease my, me and my friend Nicole. We tease all the time. Like, you know, I was a kid in school. You could have moved me anywhere. I would talk to the pencil sharpener, right? <laughs> we are going to connect. I talk to my plants. But what what I say is that as, as you evolve, we talk about sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And every evolution takes sacrifice. It's going to cost mm-hmm. you something, right? And so... Um, and I have mentors or whatnot. And one of the things that that I don't think people realize when that comes into fruition is, you know, I walk into, like, everybody knows I, I, I love me some Donnie, I love me some Dave, I love me some Vic, I am a, uh, you know, nobody had to introduce me to the West right. End, out of Hood, I Shavley, or any, like, I am, yeah. you're right, my community. Um, but it was, I had to realize that at this point, people walking up to me, hey, Tracy, da, 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 and it's like they know me. Mm-hmm. And I have to look, and I would start. I started having anxiety Ooh. because the anxiety was, am I being rude? Do I know you? Do I not? I'm exhausted. I've been to 17,422 events today, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, and I don't want to not remember someone, and I'm getting old, right? <laughs> and so it's one of those things, but it's like, no, you don't. And so now it's like, I'm walking around with people who identify with me, people who know who I am, people who want to connect with that dream, that vision, that that aura, that blessing that you have, right? Because they know and they're pushing you because they believe, right? But with that comes, I, you know, I have to be willing to speak. I have to be willing to shake a hand. I've had people ask me, can they take a picture? And you don't, I don't mind it, right? Um but then, too, with that, you know, like if I do go to Club Cedar, if I do go sit at Joe's, or if I'm sitting outside on 4th Street, right, just trying to, to, to enjoy the day with my grandbaby, right, people are going to stop me. They're going to walk up to me. So, like I, I had explained to my girlfriend, I said, well, we're going to go on this boat ride. Are we going to do X, Y, Z? I can't have a drink. Oh, you can drink. You being squirt. No, sweetie, because, see, somebody might walk up to me, and it's time for me to be on. Mm-hmm. And it's time for me to answer a question, and I have to be in my right mind. I have to be able to articulate at all given time. So that's a part of me that I gave up. Now I can go home and have a glass of wine and sit with my people, or like you said, that private space, mm-hmm. right? That that's why people have you know uh, memberships to private clubs, mm-hmm. right? And I have private memberships not because I think I'm better, no, but because neither. I need to be around people who everybody has something to lose. That right, right? There. people know nobody wants to be bothered. People know that if you see me with this person, it's not to be spoke on, right? Right, discretion, okay. And so, with that, too, is I now understand that my presence can make people feel uncomfortable because you may come before me 
And I may have to rule about something that's going mm-hmm. on in your life. And I don't want you to feel like you can't be your whole self and have a good time right. or like I'm judging you right. regardless of where you are. And so with that becomes mm-hmm. the that um, it's not chaos, but it, it's that 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 I don't even know what word to use because I'm losing my words. And as your husband knows, I make them up as I go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it, it, it comes that that moment mm-hmm. of time where. You know, I think about Nipsey. I think about, you know, all these different people. Yeah. I think about, you know, like when Bryson Tiller tried to ride through the hood. Well, you can't do that no more, no right? More. No more. Because for me to be in my village and be of my community, it, it now causes harm. It causes different things, right? And so that's that sacrifice, and that's hard. That is so hard, but you, but you have to do that, and it hurts. And people don't realize that I'm not staying away because I don't want to be around you or I hate you or I don't like you. I'm staying away because I love you and I want to help you. And the journey I'm on means that I have to be separated from and delivered to. Right? And the reason why you can't go or the reason why it looks like this is because I am the one to sacrifice for this. I am that lamb. I am that one that has been called who was made for this moment. Just like with you and your coffee shop and you and your entertainment and you doing what you do, you know. And I think that that's one of the hardest things um, that people don't think about mm. is the sacrifice, <coughs> right? The friends that you lose because you don't have them. The ones that you don't want a yes man. I'm like, if I was big head, nappy head Fred <laughs> before I got elected, I'm going to need you. Respect me when I have the robe on, yeah. but I should still be big head, nappy head Fred. Like, don't let the essence Change. of who I am because you have to, like you talked about, ground it. Mm. Yes. You have to stay humble and you have to remember that you're called for a purpose. Yeah. You're fulfilling a purpose. Right. Um, it's not about you because he will take it's it from you and give it to somebody else in a heartbeat. He just yeah. chose you, but he don't need you. Man. Right. And so I think that 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 is so important, but it's so hard. And there's only so many that you can be that transparent yeah. with and yes. vulnerable with and learning. Yeah. those Folks. And it's funny, before we started the show, I did a quick live and I titled it. Sometimes your next step of the journey is the journey you're designed to take alone. Mm-hmm. And we have to get comfortable because, you know, and a lot of times when I'm doing those conversations, those topics, I'm talk, really talking to myself, but I hold myself accountable by doing it publicly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There comes that point in everything because, like you said, God designed DNA. I believe he puts what you're supposed to do in your DNA. He designs you for a very specific purpose. You're going to have to take some steps alone. Yeah. And it's a lonely part of the journey. And you have to get comfortable. You got to have those honest conversations with yourself. And, you know, it's funny. You talked about circle and, and even so far as going out. And be, I'm the same way because I can't trust everybody because I don't know who's going to take a crazy picture, who's going to say something yeah. on social media. I lose my livelihood. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm booked to host somebody's concert. I'm on a flyer. And somebody say I was in there wilding out McDonald's. No, you know, they, they did show up my son a nugget. And I did tell him, you know, I, I'm with it. Give him a nugget. But it wasn't that bad, you know. Right. But so I have to always be in that mind frame, which means you can't be off. Yeah. And it, it's that's a, that level of stress. Mm-hmm. So before we get to these next questions, now I want to ask you this. That level of stress, were you prepared for prepared before I you started? I was not, and I think, and I'm just jumping in. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not prepared for that level of stress, okay. and I'm happy that I have this corporate 8 to 5, 9 to 5 guy that don't do nothing, entrepreneur fly like <laughs> me. Um and, and I think it actually started, I started realizing we had a different level of stress. And I was like, okay, we're going to start disconnecting and leaving, just driving. Yeah. Don't nobody know us when we drive, Absolutely. you know. And it's it's crazy that you have to do that. But then the phone becomes on do not disturb. And we have five young black male children. So we kind of try to stay, because you never know what's going to happen with any of them, because they're all of age. So it's, it's interesting, but it is a different level of stress mm-hmm. that people are not ready for. Because you want it. But right. y'all don't know what come with it. Man, man. <laughs> y'all don't know what come with it. Sign the check. Right. Um, and you went from, you know, you went to public eye, I, you know, being an attorney, yeah. you're very seen. But to go into an actual judicial race. That's a lot. And then you went into a particular one that had a different light on it. Absolutely. Were you? Have there been some moments that have surprised you? That yeah, just made you absolutely. say, I shouldn't have done this. Maybe. Oh, every day I've been like, I'm doing this for these. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> <Not every day. laughs> you know, the thing is, is that, you know, let let and, and I'll be clear because now it's just me and Mary Shaw, mm-hmm. right? Um, she's an incumbent of 15 years. Okay. Um, that is in that that race and and you know, the questions that come. I I, 
I fail because I'm qualified. Right. I fail because this is not the first time I've ran. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a one-issue person, right? And I, I, yes, we know that you have to pay attention. And I talk in innuendos because I never want anybody to pinpoint or say that I did something to violate judicial ethics because I would never say anything negative or bad. But you can be sweet as July tea and not be fit for a role. Absolutely. Or you, could, you, you can outgrow a role. Those mm-hmm. seats... All 43 of those seats belong to the people. Mm-hmm. We choose. Nobody owns a seat. And by grace, you get to be there and do that job or do that role. And so anybody, like it, it won't be my seat. And if there's somebody who will come and challenge me, so be it. It's on, right? Um, but I think that what people don't understand is um, once you step out and do something, you become a target. Mm. And so as much as somebody loves you, they hate you. And I use my son as an example. My son graduated from St. X High School in the class of 2014, and he was the first athlete from St. Xavier High School um, to be on the cover of the Carrier Journal. Okay? Um, I don't remember whether it was the, the, the front page of the sports section. But he was always in the paper. And he was always on the radio, and people would know stuff about him and ask me stuff. Can you please play? You know, things like that. And so he became bigger than life. And we had to teach him at that young age what that meant. And I had to tell them people, I'm raising a man. Mm-hmm. You mad at him when he's running and trucking people and got four dudes on his back beating them in his knees. You love him. But when he fumbles the ball or something bad happens and he's the worst thing in the world, at the end of the day, that's a child. Mm-hmm. That's my baby. Right? These athletes that are out here in college. Right? Oh, I can't believe he messed up. He's... 19. Yeah, right. he's a, his brain ain't even fully developed. Right. Or isn't. Let me stop talking to anybody, you know. But <laughs> they don't judge me. Like, oh, oh, she said ain't 15 right. times, you know. But, <laughs> but those are the things that I think that, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it's taking that on. And real, I mean, y'all got to realize if, if, if I drink a, a, a shot of Casamigos, I'm wild and crazy. I'm an alcoholic. I'm ex- right. And I'm human. Right. If I drink wine, then I'm bougie. If I have tea, then I'm stuck up. Mm-hmm. If I pick up a piece of chicken and eat it with my hands, I'm ghetto. If I cut it with a fork, I'm bougie. Yep. If I wear long weave, I don't know I'm black. If I wear my hair in an afro, I'm too black. If I, you know, there there is no winning. Yes. Right. And it doesn't matter. And so that's the thing that people have to realize is that you come to a point to where everything you do is news. Everything that people think you do is news. Mm. Every People always have something to say about you. Um, and so you have to have thick skin. You have to keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Oh, man. Because you got to know what's going on in the street. You have to talk to people and do, th- like, there's so much into it that it is a growing process. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and so, but through grace, yeah. you grow, you learn. And, you know, if something is for you, right, like speak things into existence, manifestation, all those things are all biblical-based at the end of the day, right? And so when you think about that, and I tell my kids, time is relative. Time is because it's always now. But the question is how much now do we have, right? And so with all that being said, your blessing is there, and, and, and it's for you at that moment, the question is, is are you ready to receive it? And I tell my kids, you know how like when you're little and you tell them you got to pour the juice down so your sister's ready to give you some of her pop. You just got to open your mouth and hold your head back. <laughs> it's coming. Right? And it's like, well, you ain't got it yet because your head ain't tilted back. Right. But it's all on you. You got to be ready. You got to be ready and you have to do the things that need to be done and the universe will begin to shift you. It's just like us all being sick and you being crippled. Mm-hmm. The universe said to you, sit down, mm-hmm. slow down. Your body gave you triggers and you ignored them right like i was going so fast and so much my whole body i was sick and didn't even realize it because i was pushing 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 because i had a goal and once i reached that goal my body tanked out and i spent nine days and eight overnights in the hospital didn't say a word to nobody because y'all be meddling and run your mouth. But <laughs> not knowing the truth. Not knowing the truth. Man. You know she got that COVID, that girl. They got, got her. She, girl, she out, right? I seen her drinking I that seen her. That's, I, what, that's what it was. Well, you know, uh, they had to get her with some Narcan. You're just it crazy, crazy And it's just like, dude, that wasn't even 
happened? I was dehydrated, right? Yeah. But that's the thing. But that that speaks to, you know, is it worth your life? Mm. Is it worth you not being here to fulfill? Is it worth you, you know you have a goal? You're going to kill yourself getting there? Are you going to do it the right way? Are you going to rest? Are you going to listen to him? Are you going to listen to your body? Are you going to put everybody before yourself? It goes back to love. So when we say mm. no... Yes. The reason why we say no is because we need a break too. Yeah. Like because y'all take y'all breaks. We cater for y'all families. <laughs> we be there 10, 12 mm-hmm. hours. Y'all yeah. act like y'all didn't want to pay us for four. Right. Man. Let's be talk up, be chilling, eating yeah, good, be relaxing. We cleaned off all the tables. You talking about, well, I need, you don't need nothing. Because right. I'm going home. Right. And tomorrow my phone going to be off. And that's that respect. Yeah. We have, you know, people need to respect your talent, your gift, yeah. Yeah. what you do. Because if everybody could do it, everybody be there doing it you were created to do that that's your space and you own it and i i'm gonna move us to this question but i want to say this because out tracy can't but i am i do want to let you all know she is running against mary shaw she is working to unseat the judge who signed the no knock warrant in the brianna taylor case which is why i said she has a different light shined on her Mm -hmm. campaign her life and just herself in general so i know that has to be a different Mm -hmm. level of stress so i just want to make sure i threw that in so make sure you follow her on social media we'll get to that later but I got these questions I want to ask y'all because I thought they would allow folks to kind of get a glimpse into you all. And now that you all understand how much of their heart and their soul that they put into what they do, maybe you'll get these next answers. And I have no clue what they're going to be, but I thought this would be a good one. What would your superpower be, especially now having gone through all the things you've gone through? Oh, you should see the faces. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I would be invisible. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that because being invisible is powerful because you get to know things and see things. Ooh. You get to be in rooms that you may or may not want people to know that you're in. You get to be that fly on the on wall. wall. Mm. Exactly. Right? And you get to discover real truths um, of what is, you get that break to, to wash off the world and the, the judgments of who you are, whatever, and you get to just be. Mm. So I think that if I had a superpower that it it would absolutely be to be invisible, um, and to be able to retain whatever it is that I, the knowledge that I gained from that. Right. right? But I think that that would be, if I could, I I would want to be invisible. Especially when my kids come and ask me for money. Well, yeah, oh, I can totally get you on that one. Yes, that would be it. Yeah. They love to. Mine love to hang. Right. Let me give me Katie's Now, what part. about you, Toy? What would your superpower be? Mine would be the magic wand. Like, okay. literally learning and then having the magic wand. Because there's so many things we could change mm. in a heartbeat with a magic wand. Yes. You can take back so much time. You could do you so many things you can do with that. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. I like invisible, though. That's like dope because I would hide from my kids all the time. <laughs> Everybody. For everyone's child that's listening, including my own, everybody has right. a mom we want to hide from you. Mine would be replication. And my reason for that is because I would love to replicate myself because there's so many things I want to do that I would love to be able to send yeah. me to this country, send me there, and you get that job done. And I know it's being done. So I would just replicate and have a bunch of shakes run around this globe. But would you have one central brain so you could experience everything that the different... Mm. As long as I had a switch to turn done, turn it off turn at it my off. will. Right. So I could check in what Shay K 2003 doing. Oh, she's an Africa friend. Oh, okay. Go, girl. Do your thing. Click. Turn her off. Okay. But I would love to be able to cre- create the change that I do want to see in the right. world. I just I always feel like I don't have enough time and enough. <laughs> enough. Yes, that's somebody showing me a video of myself dancing with little Horace on oh, TikTok. Go to my yeah. TikTok. Yes, he's my boo thing. Met him at Joe's Palm Room. All right, let me see. What else do we have here? I want to. Oh, this one. What is your biggest or your weirdest fear? Tracy just said, well, God, what is it? <laughs> so I have this. Okay, I'm going to be very transparent. <laughs> I am one of the rustiest people that you will ever see in life. And the reason why is because lotion is gross to me. It is so gross. Oh, it just, it makes me cringe. Like I can do like oil, baby oil. I can do like shea butter, but just feeling lotion, especially on my feet, on the bottom of my feet, I feel like it attracts dirt. And I feel like I can feel all the crumbs 
on me. And then I don't want to sit on the bed or on my fur. It is the most. <laughs> and so I just somebody just coming up to me and rubbing lotion on me on my feet. Are you running? I would. Yes. I wouldn't it is. My friends would be like, either. my friends would be like, girl, put some lotion on your hands. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. My kids would be like, mama. And it's just, it is, lo- yeah, that's my phobia, like lotion. Yeah, that's my thing. Now, yeah. that's you. That's you. What's your order? Mine is nowhere near. I'm ready for hers. I don't like rodents. So, like, yeah. my dad scared me when I was young. He put a glue trap in front of our refrigerator with mm. a dead mouse on it and made me go get him some water. And it scared me, and I don't like rodents now. And it's funny because he gets me, because I'll kill anything. I don't like ladybugs. They, like, go across the ceiling. He be, I'm like, get the ladybug. He'd be like, you can kill anything, but you don't want to fool with a ladybug. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. I, I can definitely But rodents, can't stand the rodent. Yeah. If we yeah. ever find a space and it's got a rodent, it's a no. It's a, I feel you on that. Yeah. I don't know. The lotion. You surprised with the lotion. lotion. The rodent, yeah. I can get with it. Yeah. But now you got me looking but at lotion. But you said word. I mean, everybody's scared of spiders. I mean, I would burn my house I, down I if there was a big spider in it. Yeah, I feel you on that. <laughs> so, mine's a little odd and probably going to embarrass my family. Well, my mother's sure. like, quit telling this story. So, as a little girl, my mom and my dad took me to see Star Trek, The Wrath of Khan. Love the movie. There's a scene where they put the mind-controlling bugs in the people's ear. It freaked me out, and I'm afraid that something's always going to crawl in my ear. So, if you ever notice that... We- See yeah, me doing it. I, I'm at 47. I put the cover over my head. I put cotton in my ear. I could be at concerts. You too close. You look like you're going to crawl in my ear. I put my hands in my ear. I'm afraid something's going to crawl in my ear and control my mind. I can't help it. The movie just messed me up for life. Wow. Yeah. But I, it was a really good movie and I've watched yeah. it recently. But that scene changed my life. Something's going to crawl in my ear and take over mm-hmm. my mind. And I can't have that. So that's my and weird. Yeah. It just, I, I can see, see that. It just, see it. yeah. That's, that feels like lotion. Okay, you know what? Like okay, yeah. Okay, like yeah. Now, we're on the same page with that. Now, I can respect your lotion because you respect my ear. Mm-hmm. And I love me some lotion. All right, what? Um, and I fit, she already said lotion. I don't know what this was going to be. <laughs> what? What's your most useless talent? Oh, dear God. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to let Toya go first because yeah. I feel like I ain't ready. What's it your? used to be my signature. I used to sign people report cards. I had a really adult signature <laughs> back in the back in the day. Hustler. Everybody, oh baby, I hustle <laughs> from fifth grade on, and he still gets. It. He was like, I was like, it's a good thing that I can't do nothing stuff that I blue collar crimes. You was you you were a federal crime criminal, <laughs> and it's right. I'm a sad. I ain't out of page. People report cards like seriously all the time. That's a good hustle. In the back of the bus, <laughs> she met an office in the back of the bus. bus. Yeah. That's a good blue thing. pen. Let's go. Let's oh my it. god. <laughs> <laughs> Need, look, I might need you. Oh, oh no, okay. Have a turning. Disclaimer. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Okay. Um, we all turn to Tracy because I'm there. I, so I laugh because mine is numbers. So if you all don't know, I have a finance degree. And I picked that degree because I wanted to go to law school. And I, I was good at I I probably would have been an engineer, but I can't draw. Okay. So that was out. Like I'm good at chemistry, numbers, all that. That's my thing. I love math. Um, but I can remember numbers. So if I see your social, I, I know it by heart. Mm. Um, if I see your phone number, right, I just remember them. So the weird thing is that I used to be able to tell you the bounce check fee because it's numbers for every single bank in the city. I'm like, oh, that's $39. Nope, they're going to charge you 24 and then $3 a day, and that's going to be a do- And I would just Google it and look it up. And so I would know. And don't get me wrong, like, you know, that's being young and struggling in college – Right, but I don't get bounce check fees or anything like that. But <laughs> people would call me and be like, "So what's the bounce check fee for U.S. Bank? Oh Twenty five dollars, and then after the seventh day, they're gonna charge you this much money. Then it's twelve fifty a day until X Y Z, and after thirty days, I would just if it had a number it? in it, it would just stick out in my head, and I I never forget numbers. <laughs> I don't. Now I know who to call. And be like, girl, my girlfriend bounced a check. Let right. <laughs> or if you tell me, hey, I got this much money in my pocket, or hey, I got this, this, this. You can call me two weeks later, and I'll be like, $434.17. I would just remember. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's strange. Well, yeah. i tell you what, ladies. This, this has been fun. We didn't quite get through all the questions because we had to have us come to Jesus moment. So here's what I want to do. We got about a minute. So, Tracy, how do people follow, support, and log on to everything you're doing? So they can go to votedavisforjudge.com. Um, they can call 502-822-6554. That's the phone number. They can email info at votedavisforjudge.com. Um, you can go to Instagram. You can go to TikTok. You can go to um, 
Facebook, you know, Tracy Davis, my regular page, my my um my campaign page or whatnot. Um, you can pretty much Google me or whatever. If you want to get involved, call me. I'm always willing to take volunteers. I need volunteers because this is our seat, right? And, and we're going to get to the bench and we're going to snatch together. Okay. All right, Toya, how can they connect with you and follow everything that Brew and Sip and Flavorful Catering and you, that you, everything you're doing? Everything that I'm doing. Um, Brew and Sip, the coffee bar. Brew and Sip, the cafe on Facebook. Brew and Sip, the coffee bar on Instagram. We both have telephone numbers. Google us. Brew and Sip, the coffee bar. Brew and Sip, the cafe. Brew and Sip downtown is not open on the weekend. Well, Saturday at Shepherdsville Road. You can find me and Mr. Bradley both. That's where we will be. Um, Flavorful Catering is on Facebook and Instagram. So if you need something, I say book out early because, you know, we booking. Fast. So, yeah, booking fast. All right. Well, look, ladies, I appreciate you for coming Thank and spending you. this time with me and being my first guest on this what season one of the Shay K show and a special shout out to 103.9 the groove for allowing the girl in the house to do what I do make sure you go to shayk.org and uh, follow me sign up and see everything I got going on shout out to my folks over at Joe's Palm Room I will be hosting the Cut Close concert I'm your girl on the mic it's hashtag yellow girl all night I love you guys and we are gonna go global with this particular show I'm out <laughs> Join me weekly for the Shay K Show. We're going to hang out in the 502, but we're going to introduce you to our global community. But our goal, our purpose, is to always get to the truth of the matter.